0: Welcome to the Artist Academy Podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash academy every Tuesday at 8pm Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as FastPro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I've figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to AdvancedMember.com, that's AdvancedMember.com to learn more. Adam Wolken is my first male artist on the show, and he set the bar pretty high if I do say so. Adam and his brother Aaron painted a large part of the famous Wonders of Wildlife Museum, which was recently voted America's best aquarium. These guys know what they're doing with a paintbrush, and if you don't know who they are, a quick google search will show you plenty of examples of their highly impressive artwork. I loved getting to talk to Adam, he really is just such a nice, genuine guy and seeing some of his work in person really, it just blows me away. He opens up a lot in this episode about the art business and how a past experience helped him to not take being able to paint for granted. I love how when I ask for one answer to a question, he really gives me five or more answers and really lets us in on what it's like to be a professional muralist. So let me know what you think about this Facebook Live episode with Adam Wolken. I was just telling him how you and your brother are like the painting duo and Emily and I are kind of like the female version, sort of.
1: uh, (laughs) sisters from a different mother
0: right basically yeah so if you just want to just kind of give a little like backstory and just kind of pretend that no like people on here don't know who you are even though i think most people especially in missouri know exactly who you are so just kind of give a backstory on how like how you got started and then like what maybe what was the tipping point that took mm-hmm. you from hobby to professional artist, and
1: yeah. Okay so um, we're gonna go way back now fourth grade I think I drew one of my like a little boat I just would draw like little caricatures of people with uh, big heads little bodies you know just goofy stuff and always enjoyed doing that. But then I drew something really nice and my art teacher just loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be an artist um, if I don't play professional golf. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so from then I just drew, drew, drew and um, went to college for art and got a, I, I thought I would be an art teacher, um, but I ended up going with a commercial art degree. Yeah. and um but then had like a focus in drawing and i i really didn't paint much at first um but uh when i got out of college I, I was a hustle i i was drawing portraits i was um doing like contract work um for you know design stuff for like a local hospital i was substitute teaching to decide if i wanted to be an art teacher and i was working at a golf course i was working four jobs um, but um in college actually the, the thing that you, you said tipping point. In college, um I I got an internship with uh she was like a well I wrote it down. She's a marketing consultant. <laughs> and so that's where I, I was doing a little bit of the, the um like design work for hospitals and stuff like that. But when I got my first paycheck, that was my tipping point. I don't I don't know if that's a motivator for me, but but it felt nice uh, getting paid for something I love to do, and so I just from then on I was just going. I I knew I was going to be doing art for you know a profession from that point, and uh, so uh, it was a little bit of a hustle at first um, doing all all of that at the same time. But um, then I I went to a little a little art guild in a small town Lebanon over here, and um, saw a couple. There was a bunch of just like bob ross paintings and needlepoint and jokes like that but there were these two paintings two paintings I loved and uh people had different last names i went um, to the meeting just to meet them and brought a couple of my paintings i thought well i I love their artwork i want to meet them maybe i can paint with them sometime just for fun um learn something you know like just kind of just put myself out there well it turned out they were actually a married couple but they kept their their own last names and they painted murals and, um, so lo and behold, I showed them some of my artwork, you know, told them I was interested in, in, uh, painting with them sometime just for fun. And they, they liked my stuff enough that they said, if you're going to paint with us, you're going to get paid for it. And, uh, so that was exciting. Um, yeah. and they, they kind of, um, showed me the ropes with murals, um, kind of got my, my feet wet in, in painting large. I, I was comfortable with, pain. I was comfortable with drawing, but I wasn't um comfortable to that sort of, you know, that world. And uh it's it a whole out,
0: different thing. Yeah. It, <laughs>
1: it is. It's not sitting there, you know, with a little brush and, you know, which is wonderful people can do that. I, I have a hard time with it. I'm I have narcolepsy, <laughs> which is entertaining. But uh <laughs> so
0: I didn't know sitting, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So sitting still and um Staring at a screen or sitting still, I can do it some. Um, especially with like iPad Pros, it's so fun. You know, it's like very tactile. But mostly, the sitting still would just make me crazy. And so, as soon as I got on a big mural and got to move and and you know, paint. It's so silly, but paint with broad strokes. You know, you kind of you know, it was a. Uh, it was yeah. I identified with it and um, and kind of flourished in that kind of keeping moving kept my mind active kept me motivated and there's so many uh challenges involved that it, it's just always kept my interest so yeah. yeah that's it's 15 years later i you know painted football fields worth of artwork with uh my brother and um that's and, no
0: that's no ex- exaggeration either guys like yeah. it's like walls and walls of feet and feet and be like i oh yeah, yeah. it's a yeah lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which we we had gotten a, a large client when when we were working with that couple at first, and then um, ended up parting ways. And and um, I, re- I that was another tipping point for me was I remember when I actually got out on my own, and it was just me doing this not not like I'm doing it for someone else. That that was a uh, so I get to make my own decisions on on how we do everything. Man, I just we were cooking Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We would I would I would um say that um once my brother kinda rejoined with me at that point, we I also taught art for a year somewhere in between there. Sorry, I'm jumping around. So you're um, good,
0: yeah. Just keep going.
1: (laughs) So yeah, once once we got together and Aaron and I um were kind of just doing our own thing and making our own decisions on how we wanted to paint, what we wanted to um, do with it um, as far as with the outdoor hunting and fishing um, people that we were working with they uh, we would we, we got to the point where we could paint um, 80 to 100 feet by 17 or 18 feet in four days um, combined so it was like you know yeah 40 50 feet each um, with uh. animals and just fun stuff yeah yeah <laughs> so that that's is, crazy. yeah
0: yeah that that's what yeah. experience does so um see says yeah. I've been wanting to paint a mural for so long. What type of paint do you typically use for it when you're working outside?
1: Oh uh well, when I'm working outside i it depends on the surface that we're working on. you know you can um as long as you can get it primed with something that will let the paint breathe. Um, I like to use Nova paint um, and they're based in California you're very familiar with them. I'm sure
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. we use them a lot, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. It, it, um, has a, a low vis- viscosity, so it's not super thick. And so, um, you can dip, then they sell them gallons and five gallons even, and they have all sorts of products that work along with it to make the paint last a long time outside. Um, but, uh, but it just flows so well out of the brush. Um, and uh, yeah, so you're not wasting all of your time thinning it out and whatnot. Um, and
0: yeah, they, they even have like yeah. black, uh, black, black light paint, like glow in the dark paint. Oh, in- yeah, yeah. Used mm-hmm. before.
1: yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. iridescence and fun stuff. <laughs> fun yeah, fun stuff. stuff. But I do, I love them and they last a long time outside. They're a very uh, high quality mural artist paint. So cool. Hope that helps. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so just to move on to the first question, what makes up your typical work day and how many hours do you spend painting? So oh, you could okay. do that now or you could do like on the job or whatever. Wherever yeah, you
1: so right now I'm a little scattered because I'm doing some other work uh, <laughs> that's not painting related. I just finished a, a map mural uh, and... Um, but our 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 typical routine is you know probably we start at around six thirty and and end around four thirty or five and take like a lunch break um but um with when we're working with uh, that group and we're well basically if Aaron and I are working on the road, we work six days a week to try to get home as soon as possible. Because um, we have wives and and children we love and whatnot, <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but so yeah, we work hard, um, and and I think that's a, a big key to people succeeding in life is being willing to to work hard and, and put the hours in and paint every day, draw every day, do whatever you know you're interested in um, as much as possible. Um, uh, but as far as the routine goes, I'm I'm a, a child of habit, like I. I don't like to uh, start painting unless I have all my stuff set up. I get all my paints filled. I get all my brushes cleaned. I always have a water spray with me. So I fill one or two of those up, get all my rags so that whenever I actually start, there's nothing preventing me from focusing on the artwork. Um, And I, I think that's key for a lot of, a lot of people, um, Um, to be successful in whatever they're doing is to be prepared and then um, like to set yourself up to where you're able to focus on what you're doing you're going to perform at your best when you're not distracted by um, a number of different things and and I'm even finding to the point where um, I used to have a painting mix that I had played every single day when I painted all day long. Uh had had Jack White in it, which I was super happy about <laughs> with the <laughs> yeah. rack in the tours. The the Tours was always a part of my mix, but um but uh if it's just random stuff and, and talk radio and things like that, I find my mind going places to where I'm not actually focusing as much. So like if I am gonna listen to something, it's going to be a part of the routine. Like so that yeah. that's something. That's something that's I don't great. know if that's helpful
0: anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's perfect. Um, a little insight on there. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of hours.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's needed. Okay. Um, Brianna, yeah. well, thank you for answering her paint question. And let's yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, could Nova you talk College. us? Yeah, Nova. Um, could you talk us through your painting process and just are there any methods or techniques that you picked up through your years of experience so other than paint, I guess like what is your process? Do you sketch right. it out first um what
1: oh yeah yeah there's um for for a while, a lot of the stuff that I was uh receiving to paint was was designed previously even vaguely, like there might be a sketch or uh, someone else had already designed it beforehand. But eventually I got to the point where I was a part of that process of um, preparing the designs and and, uh, the art concepts um, uh, involving the imagery as well and whatnot. And so uh, there, I would, I normally do, um, if if I can't find good reference or I can't take my own reference, Specific to the way I want, I will do a, a hand-drawn sketch, and then I will go and have um, inspiration sort of uh, f- photos that have the either the right like the right colors that I want, um, or they have um, the right um types of. Because I do a lot of landscapes, I'm going to say the right types of vegetation or whatever you know, or the I guess if I was doing a city scene or something, the right type of buildings like. Um, like type of architecture for that area. But um, so yeah, I'll do something like that and get it approved um, being that I deal with commercial clients primarily. And uh, once all of that's approved, then we just go through and um, oftentimes if it's super huge and, and it's more of a portrait than an inspiration, we'll, we'll make grids like four by four foot by four foot grids and, and draw it all out. Um, but a lot of it's just freehand. Um, we'll, we'll take sidewalk chalk art, which I mean, uh, chalk, uh, the ones that look like huge crowns. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Kinda, yeah. 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 We'll just guesstimate. And then if we like that and, and there's something that we actually need a little more solid of a detail or we need to fix something, then we go back with, uh, charcoal. Um, so that it's different and it stands out more. Um, uh so it's just like and but it's normally just a quick fix and then from there um as far as uh processes i I don't know if they would be processes um but when i first started um everyone was painting the skies by hand they were all painting everything by hand and um my first the first mural i did for um, that company was 250 feet long by 35 feet tall and I hadn't painted a landscape larger than four by six at the time. And so I was like, I'm not painting this all by hand. Like this seems insane. And so I talked them into getting um, a paint sprayer and uh, and so, because I was working with that company at first. So, um, so I got a paint sprayer, um, like an HVLP. Um, it's a, a typical to what people use for uh, cabinetry finishing and for painting cars. And, um, and then so I will, I will block my sky in my fades, my um, sometimes even my background colors um, with a sprayer, and then um, and with rollers, I use rollers, lots of rollers, you always work with your biggest stuff and then get down to your little stuff. Um, So always get your big general feel. um, As far as murals, I, I tend to. Um, everybody's different, but I get the big general feel, and then I go into the the more the more detailed stuff um, as far as um some of the techniques uh, this is this is kind of silly um but we we had a much smaller version of this when I started working with a company <laughs> um and then when I got out on my own i found I found a bigger version that was twice as deep as this one this is for my smaller stuff but i fill these full nova color paints and um maybe keep a little wet sponge in there to keep them moist i don't tip it or anything of course because it's not like waterproof keep everything level but um those things are big enough that i can dip four inch chip brushes in i can put little weenie rollers in sometimes i got like those like pump out um extender poles and so i'll because if i'm in a tight space sometimes like on a lift or something i can put it in tight, dip it in some color that I pre-mixed and then put it on the wall and extend it and go, you know, instead of painting like a six foot space, I can paint block in a 12 foot space in one spot. Um, so that's, that's entertaining to see from the outside. <laughs> I wish I had a video of that, it's a hoot. Um, but uh, yeah, and, um, they, I love, I love little weenie rollers. They they have those hard edge ones you can use for, you know, more detailed sort of lines and things. And and then uh, the flat ends of them, of course, are, uh, you know, uh, speak for themselves, but, um, and I always carry a water sprayer with me, I, I love, um, like, uh, I don't, I don't just paint solid, I, I kind of like, like some um, see through or, or using washes and whatnot. Um, especially in that the beginning stages, and it spreads your paint. It makes your paint last longer, um, as far as um, you know the amount of paint you use. So I'll, oftentimes I'll spray spray on the wall and then put my paintbrush down and and help you know extend my paint um, a little more. Um, and uh, I have these. I brought I, I brought these props. It's so silly. Um, this is the <laughs> lid, to, the lid, <laughs> like a plastic container people use for storage, but they are great for painting because like you can put all your colors along one side. I, I like use a Ooh. little inside here. I put all my colors on one side, this side I fill with water, like or put water on and then so I can dip in a color, mix, grab a little water if I need. And and use these little ridges here. I use all of those ridges to scrape my excess paint off my brush. And uh they're so handy. I if I end up working with people, um, which often happens where I will work with other artists and things like that, I have to guard these. <laughs> <laughs> people just start guarding, like, Oh yeah, that's great, that's great, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I always keep like three of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's all awesome. the, the the little things we use. Um, Thomas mm-hmm. says, uh, this question is for Adam. paint sprayers. Are similar to rattle can stuff you can do for de- detailing. Do you, do you use rattle can spray spray paint? Oh
1: no, no. Um, Me I, I, I've heard of them. I don't know if they they do rattle cans for acrylic or if it's just for like spray can art like sort of a, those sort of cans, um, yeah. uh, street art or whatever you want to call it, I, I love it. I think it's so cool. And I love spraying so much um, that the those are like very enticing to me and they get such neat, yeah. vibrant colors with them. But um, from from my experience, um, even just with latex paint. Um, you inhale and ingest so much of it. Um, Even if you're wearing a mask, if you take it off for a second, you know, and and so I try to stick with stuff that I know is not as toxic for me. Um, uh, Being that I had, I had cancer at 10 years ago, a month ago. And um, so I'm trying to be a lot more mindful of what I'm exposing myself to.
0: And uh, and being very
1: careful about, that stuff so
0: yeah yeah. was that brought on by being around paint stuff or was that or I actually don't know about that (laughs) so I (laughs) was like not to to, like get into it too far but yeah
1: no it's okay it it, um I have no clue I was actually painting in Canada on a, a big 600 foot mural and I was there by myself at the time there was like one other person there working um on not mural related stuff but someone I knew but um, and uh, just started going for a jog or whatever you know I had gained 30 pounds being on the road eating out every day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, <yeah. whoo. laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah and so I just noticed there was a little bump on my leg and everything and things just bad bad thing after you know or bad test result after bad test result Dang. so yeah but um praise the lord huh. I'm 10 years cancer free and well that's
0: good makes yeah.
1: You, yeah makes you thankful for everything and that was actually uh that was a big moment in my life too like as far as um you have a question i think you're going to ask about um <laughs> <laughs> um like uh one of your favorite projects um, what like what one of mine was, and I, I have a couple, and and one of them was this couple. When I had cancer, I was so stir crazy. Um, the corporate people I was working for wouldn't let me work because they were just a little worried about um, liability about me getting hurt on the job because it was on my leg, and I had a surgery, a major resection of my leg taken out, and um, eventually, to their credit, they let me paint. Um uh, and that was just um George Caramaros who's actually passed the cancer. He he um kinda went out on a limb and let me um paint because he knew he knew it meant something to me and I even think he talked to my father about it and um just so nice of him to let him do that. It, it immediately there's been a few times in my life where putting paint on a brush immediately washed away any anxiety or or whatever I had and it was just kinda just going to being doing what you do you know what I mean like in in, uh, and getting out of the world you kind of get you get into whatever your people need to do stuff with their hands they don't realize (laughs) that like when you are doing stuff with your hands when you're making stuff when you're putting things into the world the stuff that's outside of the world goes away while you're doing it and um, so I'm, I'm really thankful to George for letting me do that and um, so that mural was just a sky and some birds, some some uh, some snow geese and some Ozark Mountains. And it, it, I don't even know if it's still there because um, there was a big remodel. I think part of it is, but um, that was really special to me. It wasn't one of my great paintings, but it was very special to me. And and so was this. Uh, I did this family's basement at that time too, and just did all sorts of uh, scenes from. Um, the Sierra Mountains sort of uh, area where they lived, and um, made it look like a fake lot, like part of it looked like log cabin lodge. And um, man, I think it, sometimes it's not necessarily what you painted, but but uh, like the connection you had with uh, um, someone, or or what it meant to you just to get to do it. And so those probably probably two of those those big ones, besides doing that museum, but.
0: I love that. I'm so glad
1: you shared that too.
0: Yeah. Happy to. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, cool. That's probably one of the more heartfelt answers that I've gotten. I love it. Yeah.
1: And I got through it without crying. So that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had to, yeah, I had to do that. um, Talk about what I do with uh, a bunch of my uh, alumni at at SBU. Um, They had a thing actually at the wonders of wildlife and, um, and they asked me if I could talk, and I was telling them about that and It was just a few days after my ten year or a week and a half after my uh ten year uh cancer free and I just started to... <laughs> you
0: know? it'
1: just like it just catches you off guard you don't you don't realize it's, um like when everything's gone good or or you haven't had any of those big scares um you don't necessarily taste and feel like being alive. As much, yeah. you know, and so when you think about that possibly being gone, then like, oh, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, super thankful,
1: oh, wow. yeah, that's
0: yeah. beautiful, yeah, and uh. Everybody in the comments is definitely agreeing. agreeing. Jamie says, couldn't agree more. And Christy says, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're all, they all definitely agree. And I'm so glad you said that. Um, Christy also asked, can you buy Nova paint locally? Do you have to order it, right?
1: You you have to order it. You can order it or you can do like me and drive a van from Missouri all the way over there and and then have your... (laughs) have your tires melt and flagstaffed because <laughs> you're carrying too much paint.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll just find where you uh, – you could probably just Google Nova paint, but I'll find the actual website. Uh, yeah, and I'll just put it
1: there. Put Nova color paint, and it'll nope. for sure show up. And they're, I okay. think they're in Fullerton, California, or Culverton. It's some weird place. Name like that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Um, Is there one thing that you don't like to paint without?
1: (laughs) Oh, you froze for a second. Okay, good. You're back.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. You too. Okay, there we go. We got it. Okay. Um, I was asking, is there one thing that you don't like to paint without?
1: Oh, um, that's probably my my little painter lids. And I I normally like to paint with... (laughs) A, a schmock, which my brother calls my little red dress. Um, it's my little lucky um, oh, schmuck. Okay. So I keep, keep my phone <laughs> hooked up to my earphones or whatever and and uh, whatever little things I need in my other pocket. Um, I It depends on what size I'm painting, but I really don't like to paint without like four-inch cheap chip brushes. Um, they have those uh, ones you can get from uh, Home Depot or Lowe's and, and then like a two inch, they have a two inch version and, uh, I like to smash those up and use them for stifling and, and, uh, whatnot. But I paint so much with those and then just like my small brushes <laughs> tend to be like, um, uh, your, uh, like your one inch, um, flats and things like that. And, um, the natural bristle ones as well that are a little little stronger uh, bristles. Um, I don't I don't like to paint without a, a paint sprayer. I think you asked for one. I'm giving you like a ton of them.
0: No, you're good. Um, you give us all the good details.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, those those are the the ones I I tend to always have with me. And besides a rag and a water spray bottle, um, I like reference. Of course, um, I used to. I guess so I guess you could say my iPad I I keep my iPad I have a strap I hook it around my shoulder and then I just flip it up and look at my reference and then drop it down and keep painting flip it up and look at it drop it down and uh, do redesigning on the spot too like I'll step back and take a photo of whatever I'm doing and then I'll draw on top of my photos and uh, you know something's not reading the way I had hoped so um. Yeah. Uh, with that stuff too. uh, I I always, I guess I don't, I don't like to paint without my client client's needs in mind that that's not a physical thing, but it is important to um, if you're doing commercial work, which is 100% what I do. So I'm sorry if you're in fine art right now. So, um, (laughs) but that's, that's all I care about is providing something excellent for them and also providing something excellent for their viewers. If it's a place where people are going to experience, like so, I'm, I'm when I'm painting, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing right in front of me. As in, oh, it needs to look good here. It needs to look good from the person that's just walking by from 20 feet below, or you know, 10 feet away, or you know. So, so that's that's always something you have to kind of get out of it being about you and, and as much as uh, about the experience. So,
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely agree. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> a, really, a really good thing that I wouldn't have thought even to say in that, but that's such an important mm-hmm. thing. Um, so uh, Christine says, how the heck did you start pricing the Wonders of Wildlife gig? <laughs> so I'll just kind of let Getting you Getting what? Uh, what so how the, the heck did hear? you start pricing? Sorry, how the heck did you start pricing oh, all wildlife gig? So I think, yeah.
1: That, that was a challenge because everything <laughs> I had done before that, I did two smaller museums before that and they were so much smaller in scale that it was by the project and I just basically estimated how much time I thought it would take me and then how much I would like to get paid and then put an hour, you know, and then supplies and whatnot, and just kind of put that all together. Um, But those clients primarily work, paid us, uh, Aaron and I, by the hour. And so um, those were mostly just for their cost estimates. Um, uh, Now, when we did the Wonders of Wildlife, there there were, at first, you know, I I started, I painted one of the, the first mural in there um, after the remodel, um, and, uh, it was more of a, uh, a hope to get a certain collection, and so they wanted me to make a, a, beautiful mural for, to bring a good home to a bunch of sheep that, um, someone had collected over their lifetime, and, um, so the. Mostly, I just charged them by the hour for that one, um, but some of these these other like large spaces i had there was a space that was four hundred and fifty feet by twenty six to thirty five depending on where you were because there was a peak on the ends um, and uh, they wanted us to give a cost estimate and a time estimate on that and how do you How do you cost estimate painting? You know, 115 wildebeests and life size (laughs) elephants and giraffes and savannas and all of that. You know, and on scaffolding, nonetheless. So you're climbing up and down because it can be less. It was, it was, um, it was a very big challenge, even giving them a close cost estimate. And I'm not giving you an answer right now. But uh, I, no, I got good. darn I got darn close i was I was <laughs> actually under budget um, but um, the the whole yeah. deal with that is you have to decide for yourself what you're worth um, you know what now what you're worth and what you're willing to do actually uh, you know like willing to take for it um so so you have uh, an offer that you can give them and if they say no you need to know at what point is the tipping point where you're like no I, it's not worth my time uh you know either you're losing money or or you're only making a certain amount whereas if you'd done a number of other smaller projects that paid you what you wanted you would have made more money so you know, there's all sorts of measurements there but really you It it pays to make a pricing rubric to go and there's a lot of artists online. You can just look up their stuff and they'll, they post their prices. And so you can kind of get an idea of what people are charging. Um, uh, What's that woman's name um, that does a marketing for a husband is just a wonderful resource. Maria Brophy. She's, she's um, a great, yeah, I love that gal. I have never talked to her before. I'd give her a hug if I could. But um, I just finished re- reading her book as well. But the she has a, a number of blogs that talk about pricing murals and, um, and you know presentations involved with that and everything like that. But uh, really, I am blathering on. So well,
0: I would make great. a pricing, I love, I'm loving I would them.
1: make <laughs> <laughs> I would make a pricing rubric if I were you. If she's asking. That this many square feet, you know, you can charge it by the square foot or by, by what you think it would take you. So it's either a pricing rubric. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a, that's a good way of saying this. Okay, so in mm-hmm. in my experience, I price them in two ways, either, well, three. Okay, so the first one is how long I think it would take me um, what supplies, what sort of access I would need. Like if I'm going to have to rent equipment, I have to do that research beforehand and, um, have it all ready for them or pass it on to the client and say, Hey, you gotta, you gotta provide this part and let them figure it out. But, so you gotta figure it out that way and figure out how much you want to make. And uh, I would say charge 10 to 20% more than that, because there's going to be things that happen that you don't expect. Um, or i have a pricing rubric um where i charge by the square foot and um as the square feet go up i charge less per square foot because it's like a wholesale or a bulk you know like a, so i'm i'm making um like things things get more and more simple the more you do them so it, it gets easier for you to paint it as well so you you, you know it, it's a good way of um getting them into wanting to do more as well. I mean, so those are two ways I do it. I do have like a, um, the least amount I will take. So like the smallest I will paint, you know, cause if I charged $20 a square foot, let's say that, um, well $10 is easier to do this with. So $10 a square foot. And I went, you know, and I, and, a and it's a 10 by 10. So, you know, you got a hundred square feet. So it's a thousand dollars. But that amount of work to do that hundred square feet, I could have done 400 um, being all the setup and getting ready um, and research and designs and things like that. So I have a, I have a base amount that I would charge that, that prevents them from doing something small enough that for murals, this is for murals that. I uh, don't feel like I'm losing money with something smaller. So um, that's at the very beginning of it. So like no less than, you know, $3,000 or something. Um, And so, but then from that point on, the square feet's, you know, I don't know. That's a hard way of saying that. If you look at that Maria Brophy's website, (laughs) she she has a pricing rubric similar to that that you can look at that's free yeah and she just lets you download it um so oh my yeah, yeah i Very apologize cool. to whoever yeah. asked that question uh, no, i'm good. sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i tried
0: no you're you're good you're oh, good it's like the last one was i like charged by the hour um, yeah okay great. that was the other one yeah Yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was actually, um it was Christine who asked that, and she's actually in Branson, and she painted oh, cool. uh Skateland in Branson. Yeah. Oh, so fun. So it her kind of like that. That was yeah her first like big mural where, and she I think yeah. she she did the same thing. She's like, just I'm just gonna bill you by the hour because I don't know what this is gonna cost. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. So that was that's I exciting. Only, yeah. On.
1: I only bill by the hour normally if I if I know the client is going to make a bunch of changes. Like I'm positive oh. that. I'm positive that they're not positive what they want. That's a good way of putting it. So they, they, and if they do, they still, but if they do, but they have a reputation for changing things then I just charge them by the hour. Um, it's in your benefit to charge by the bid, like to put it out there and say, I'll do it for this amount. Um, and then, then you've got the motivation to paint it as fast as you can or as beautiful as you want. Um, like it's up to you at that point you know you're going to make this much amount um like you're going to make this much but if you paint it faster you might make make it faster and get to move on to the next project you know so i i, I like i like bidding i think that's um the the projects that i've bid have, have been my most profitable endeavors so um rather than just doing by the hour so
0: yeah, she says, thanks, I've been uh, charging like a contractor, giving an estimate and then doing hourly. Thank you, you are gold. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm gold and I'm also orange from this light. <laughs>
0: no, <I know. laughs> So, moving on, are there any lessons you have learned the hard way? And I always say mm. like this, I remember like one of my first fast pro jobs, instead of using white chalk, I mm-hmm. I saw people using white and I was like, they're just using white paint. So I just like mm-hmm. outlined in white paint and they, cha- yeah. they changed it like Fast Road does. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh no. Like that's always my like learn the hard way thing. So what yeah, did you yeah. learn the hard way?
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Um learn the hard way. Um well uh, uh let's see here. Um I learned the hard way that um, art is can be a community or it can be a competition and I would much rather it be a community um, and with everyone being uh, encouragers and helpers and um, building each other up um, I think there's a lot of uh, challenges in life with just like an Instagram or um things that are like like involve your self esteem because you are you're creating something you're bringing something to the world um that um when you look at someone else something someone else has brought into the world you might feel inferior or jealous or um whatever, you know. And and so I think uh we're all at where we're at when we're at that point. <laughs> And uh, you just got to be okay mm-hmm. with where you're at. And, and if people are better than you or people are worse than you, that's okay. Encourage them. Um, there's something to be learned from everyone. There's something you can bring to anyone, you know, like, and so, uh, and and there's no telling what, what could be made or, or what sort of connection you're going to have that might drive you to the next step if you were... Um, like uh, I've just had so many caddy experiences in, in art that didn't need to be there. And so I'm so thankful for all the artists I know now that are not like that and, and that I'm not like that, you know, like, <laughs> um, yeah. so that's been fun. Um, uh, learning the hard way. Um, my brother is awesome and I love him and he's the most talented person I've ever met in my life. Um, and uh being brothers i've learned that i don't treat him as nice as i should sometimes if we're working (laughs) so so i'm learning to love him just as much as i love him outside yeah i know but i you know what i mean like that stuff like he has to be with me every day and i want him to be excited about it so um yeah and so uh that's that's something you know just being good to people around you uh, i mean that's so that would probably be a big one i learned the hard way uh as far as um clients and stuff like that learning the hard way um if you want to get a job if you want to close a deal you you got to be persistent um people when when you're in their mind you need to stay in their mind <laughs> like if they think yes. of you and they contact you, don't wait four days to call them back. Don't wait, you know, two weeks to give them the bid that they asked for. Um, just take a chance and, and put it out there and you might lose money on some but at least they will have uh, had that sort of, um, you know, the engine was running whenever you got there rather than uh, it's out of gas by the time you got there. So um
0: yeah.
1: that it's big it's big nice. i've lost yeah. i think I feel like I've lost a few big opportunities um because I didn't even like some of them they were interested and they said they would get back to me, and I should have just followed up with them sort of thing like they you know people get busy or companies get busy and they get distracted and they forget about you for a second and then all of a sudden that 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 thing that you wanted to do is gone so um so just go out there and get it and. Very true. and yeah i'm speaking to myself right now so <laughs>
0: Same, <laughs> well. but yeah yeah my, my, my fiance ryan ryan's always like email him again i'm like okay like he's just like do it yeah, again yeah. like just keep on him i'm like okay <laughs> you know yeah, exactly what you're yeah. saying
1: sometimes they appreciate it like i, I just revisited one Um mm-hmm. i had done a design form for a big flag on a wall and um and he liked The idea well he wanted it but he was all excited about it but then they they had to wait for a while and and then i was like well that's fizzled out and um then i just thought of some other fun design for him and and just made a rendering of and sent it to him i don't normally like to do that because i don't like to work before they you know like i don't like to do a bunch of design work beforehand but sometimes you need to do it just to push their and so I, I sent him a thing and basically said, just saying, this could be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bam, yeah. this is what your wall should look like. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked out. He wanted a bid, he wanted, you know, a timeline and everything like that. And so um, following, following through is, is, is keeping in contact. So.
0: Yeah, great answers. I love it. <laughs> Good. Uh, do, you, do you have a favorite past project? So is is the one of the wildlife the past projects? Actually Susan uh Watkins just
1: hop on hopped on here. Ah! <laughs> oh, Susan, <laughs> hi. <laughs> She's so sweet.
0: I know. Um, oh, I should have her on here. Susan, you should be on yes, our you talk should. Tuesday.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. I would say um as far as um besides uh extending a big hug to Susan. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as one of my favorite ones, I think it was just because uh well I mean Africa was wonderful. I those two I told you about with the when I during cancer was as great. That was really oh, yeah. uh lifted oh, my yeah, spirits. Yeah. I forgot
0: about that. Um
1: but uh I would say Africa, the that big one I was talking about earlier, um that was probably four hundred I think it was four hundred feet by whatever. That was fun because it was such a that was a uh, eleven months of my life and um I've never spent 11 months doing one project before. And, and so that was such a a blessing to get to do. And to do it with my brother in our hometown was, or close to our hometown was wonderful. Yeah. Um, I get good feelings every time I go in there, but there's another one not far from it. Um, it's a musk diorama that was designed by Bob Sopchik, who's one of my favorite sort of um, just people in general, like an outdoorsman and a, a, a wonderful writer and just creator of all good things mm-hmm. and uh, inspire, he just inspires people around him. And, and so uh, he had uh, dreamed up this neat idea of, a, I believe so, I believe he thought of this as a muskoxen circle, which is what they do when they're in danger. Um, or or they sense danger. It could be a mile away because uh, in the Arctic, you know, you, sometimes you can just see forever and they might see something or smell something and all of a sudden they're in a perfect circle and you can see it from a distance, like it's just a little perfect circle and they put the young in the center. And so um, we did like a half of the circle um, in the diorama. It's 25 feet by, I don't know, 18 feet or so, maybe, maybe 20 um, at night. And there, and I mean, you can imagine, of course, the rest of the circle goes behind them. Um, and then there's wolves, like three. These are all, these are all 3D, by the way. There's wolves around them, and we painted an Arctic scene from a specific spot that I can't remember at the moment, from a specific time of year. Um, and we uh, got like um, a constellation map for that that exact time of year and um mapped out where all the stars were um painted the whole mural in the dark because it's going to be seen and uh so that was a neat experiment if you turn the lights on some of the colors are red and the whole mural is like blue green and whatnot but when i was painting that red looked like the right color to you know (laughs) at night so um and so we did all of that um and and then uh had uh, fiber optics wired into some of the stars. And I went up there and put all these cool tints on them to make them look a little closer to the right like um, color or or exposure. Um, so the lights twinkle, the stars twinkle. And uh, we had a, a movie, uh um, special effects movie guy, did stuff with, like Transformers sort of guy that my brother knew and he made a an aurora borealis um that was projected onto it and so the aurora moves and the lights twinkle and they play sounds like the wind's howling around and everything i don't know it's just it was just like wow this is so cool it's so like uh it's not like interactive interactive but it's like there's not a diorama a muskoxen diorama like it anywhere and uh, I'm so thankful that I got to be a part of it and that Bob thought of us to, to be a part of the painting of that one and um, uh, Bob and Joe and all those good people, Mike and, but yeah, so.
0: Yeah, that, that and was fun. It, it is really impressive. It. So like that, that's in the, one of the wildlife for you guys who don't know yeah. and, you, and you go through go and you hair. go through all these rooms <laughs> and, inside the the museum and you go into this room and it's, it's dark and you see all this like aurora borealis just like projected onto like like he was saying and mm-hmm. it's, it's just so cool and it's just a very like what mm-hmm. would happen in real life kind of a thing that is really cool yeah
1: Yeah. cool Just awesome. a little snapshot in time yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's
1: so cool <laughs> oh yeah and the guy that did the uh, taxidermy um uh frank sits oh my gosh those animals are awesome like they they look like the wolves look like happy hunters, you know, like uh like if you would saw this animal in, in real life doing what it loves to do, you know, like they they'd look happy. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's just neat. <laughs> I don't like everything in, in yeah. there. So
0: Yeah. Um Thomas asked do you use photoluminescent paint, Adam? What is that?
1: Oh, um I he I think he means glow in the dark paint. Um we oh. we did use I think that's what he means. Um, we did use that on some of the stars that weren't fiber optics. And um, with it being so dark in there, um, um, there is some lighting in there that does help kind of charge the paint to make it a little brighter. But uh, if 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 uh, one was to do that somewhere, like I don't, if that's what he's talking about, you would almost ask them when it, it's off, like when when the place is closed, you'd almost ask them to have the lights on so that they could the paint could absorb some of that light and and glow okay. in the dark a little more whenever it's during its peak time. But um, yeah. I don't know that, or he's talking about the stuff that you use sometimes, the black light paint. Yeah. Oh. No. oh, okay. Yeah,
0: no, he. I'm 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 pretty sure he's talking about the stuff that you just said. So yeah. good, good,
1: good. Yeah, we use uh, a little. So bit do you have any?
0: okay uh sorry there's like a little bit of a lag in here so it's yeah like i'm sorry like interrupting each other and like, no, you're good um so what are your future art plans and goals what upcoming projects do you have like so you kind of gave a good background like what's in the future
1: oh my goodness i don't know i'm in a retooling stage things um I have, i've slowed down a little bit right now which is the way things go you know they get busy they get slow they get busy but um Mm -hmm. this is the first time in a long time that I hadn't like in seven years where I hadn't been like just to the max busy, like every single day busy. So, um, I've been taking some time to kind of, um, hopefully allow myself enough time to choose something that I'm going to enjoy doing for the rest of my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? As far as the art goes. And so, um, yeah, I've been looking at. I mean, of course, I'll I'll paint a mural anytime one comes around, or if they're you know if I find an opportunity, a place that I think I would love to paint. You know, I'd, I'd love to start doing. This is one. Okay, this is one. I would really love to start doing some um, more murals outdoors. I do a lot of murals indoors, and so I've only done a handful of outdoor murals that um, that uh, to speak of. But I always love them. I always love outdoor murals. That's got me so motivated when I first started working with that couple It's like, Oh, my gosh, yeah. that's what I was thinking about was outdoor murals, even though most of my stuff was indoors. Mm-hmm. So I'd really love to do some murals, um, some local stuff, hopefully, um, like downtown big um, stuff, but I would love for them to be more connected with um, a purpose like, a uh, or uh, um, I don't have much to say as a person. But there's so many people out there um that either they have stories or they have um there's like movements you know like with uh, the like just like uh, foundations that help kids you know what i mean like um i poor life they they go and they uh, kids that are aging out of foster care and whatnot like that, I, I met a bunch of those kids and they have such wonderful stories and and um just touch your heart you know like you just want to wrap them all up but uh i would love to start doing murals where I'm um involving them or involving their stories you know so uh, if I can where I've been tooling around with some ideas and so I I would love that's more of a little pipe dream side thing that I I think I can make happen I'm I'm still kind of feeling out how I would approach it um and what the art would look like I don't want to just jump in and say I want to do this and then I don't know what the art is going to be like but um I would love to be doing murals that are empowering people and empowering, um, being proud of, of what your story is. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, um, it's just a way of some way of connecting, um, it all, um, to where it's not, not just something pretty, which is most of what I've done, (laughs) which I I enjoy pretty or exciting. You know, but, um, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm very interested in printmaking. I would love to do um, some sort of fun uh, uh, print work with my wife. That would be a little less involved in me earning every penny with my hand. Like you know what I mean. Like so we can do nice artwork together or designs and or cards or different things, and then you know sell them and, and license them. Um, other thoughts. I've had so many. Um, <laughs> What was some of the other ones? Seriously, it's been like trying to uh, corral corral a wild animal. Um, when you're creative, you just have so many ideas. Um, yes, I think they can uh, all can people know to about like, that. let do this. let that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like daily. My wife's like, "It was like, calm down and just pick one for now." <laughs> you know, I want to get into golf. I want to get into the golf market really bad. That's one. I love (laughs) golf. (laughs) And so I'm hoping to do some fun golf-related paintings. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. There's all sorts of fun stuff. So interior design. Who
0: knows? Yeah. I'm going
1: to be, yeah. It just keeps going, so. I apologize. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no,
0: you're good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Does that, yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate to everything you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, is there any yeah. advice that you would give artists who want to make art their full time career, but just don't know where to start? Like, where is a good just starting point for some people? So, we have a lot of aspiring artists in the group, um, or right. like ones that just do it as a side hustle. Um, but, what's like a good starting point?
1: Um, well, I firmly believe this. This is a it's a tiny thing and it's not actually the actual part like where you're, Oh, I'm doing art. It's putting yourself out there that you want to do it. The more you speak things into the world, I'm not a mystic or anything like that. Like I just believe that the more you put it out there, the more you speak it, the more you'll identify with it and the more you will start to make those subtle little decisions that will guide you to the right people in the right places in the right times. So, if you want to be a professional artist, if you want to be um, in the creative world or, or whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm sure you already are, but just don't believe it yet. So, start speaking it. Um, start telling people Very you want to do great. that. Start finding the people that do what you want to do and ask them questions. Compliment them. I'm not saying pet their ego too much. I'm just saying (laughs) tell them that you appreciate them and ask them questions. They will be, people are surprisingly giving and, and if they're met with, um, uh, love and encouragement or respect, even if you want to just keep it at that, if you, you know, don't necessarily agree with everything, but you respect what they're doing in their art, you know, they will, they will appreciate that and they will share, um, Probably more than what they should. <laughs> I just say that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, too. but you know, like, and and that's okay. And it and it's because it's a big world. You know, um, everybody thinks everything is so competitive, but there's there's really there's a lot of art out there for everyone, and um, there's all sorts of avenues for it. So I would say put it out there. I would say find find people that do what you want to do and ask them questions. (laughs) And then I would, yeah. And then I would say, um, from that point, Oh no, I just lost it. Um, put it out there. Um, uh, be willing to fail. Like, just do it. Like start, start making art start. Um, it's not going to be perfect at first. I've got these golf paintings I want to do and they're in my head. And, um, you know, I go and try to start one of them. I was like, no, that's not it. And it's okay. Uh, Like uh, I failed once. I've got about 500 more fails before it becomes awesome. Like, you know, like what I dreamt it to be. So, um, so I I would say just don't be afraid to fail. And, um, you you might have to start off getting paid a lot less than what you want. Um, sometimes that's the Mm -hmm. thing that you have to do to get in the door. I don't recommend it. Um, for um, like, like major things. Like, if you're already an amazing artist, you're just been afraid to put yourself out there. Like, oh, I already do stuff like this. I just don't charge for it. Like, you need to go in there with the right attitude and say, I can do this. Here's some examples, and charge charge the right wage. But if you're someone that you know you're a little bit of a gamble, <laughs> I mean, uh charge a little less and that will that will put um give them a little insurance in case things don't go the way they had hoped you know so um i started i started paying murals and i was getting paid 10 or 12 dollars an hour um for a long time (laughs) which sounds like um but but (laughs) as soon as as soon as i started proving myself you know this just kept getting more and more and more and uh You just have to not be afraid to ask to get paid. Like what you're doing is a service. And yeah, like once you, once you've, um, you might charge less at first, but once you've proved your worth, you need to not be afraid to, um, ask for what you deserve the, um, or not even what you deserve as much as what, what it's worth. Um, because people aren't going to respect like, your art even like they might not even take care of it as well if they don't pay for it like if it doesn't matter to them if they didn't give something or sacrifice something or trade something i don't know you know like
0: yeah. um
1: so uh, people who yeah, pay so, pay
0: attention <laughs> it's like a little thing yes
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that yeah so i mean if you need to charge a little less at first that's okay but i mean eventually once you've yourself just be about it it's business it's nothing personal mm-hmm. it's um the personal part is in um your connection with um what you're giving to them and 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 they will feel that you know like that's and uh you know the relationships you build there they'll the they're happy to pay for that sometimes you know like uh, an experience so so don't be afraid about that
0: awesome. So R- yep. Ryan likes to hop on here and, and tell jokes. Uh, I feel like so, Come he, on, he had a comment. He's like, I think Susan- Yeah, he says I think Susan is the best pro artist. Who do you think the best artist is? Oh, this?
1: I know what Ryan. This is. <laughs> Hold on, yes. is it that Ryan? That Ryan? He's giving me a hard With- time, and I'm wearing his shirt right now. Is that Ryan Rosenquist?
0: Oh, no. It's my, it's my fiance, Ryan. Oh, you, you know oh, Ryan Rosenquist? Oh, yeah. That little oh, yeah, pulse. you do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to meet this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: should, yeah. He's a character.
1: He's, okay. he's already playing on a we're not competitive thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If he
1: thinks that, I okay, believe well. him. Let's say that.
0: Okay. he doesn't even, he doesn't even know. Um, yeah, um, so that's about it. Unless anybody has any last okay. minute questions for Adam. Um, thank you so much for coming on and just spending a full hour with us, really. I really appreciate oh, wow. your time. And I think a lot of people will pull from this. And yeah, yeah you are, you really are an inspiration to a lot of people, whether Thanks. you see it or not. And yeah, I really appreciate your time. So yeah, oh, I, I've I'm always thankful. looked up to yeah. you guys at the Bass Pro and it's kinda of funny how like the day how knowledge trickles down because you guys taught Emily how to spray paint and she taught me how to spray like oh, on the yeah. job. So it's just like mm-hmm. knowledge gets passed down and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so happy to
1: talk Good. to you. Yeah. Well yeah. I appreciate you okay. too. You bring well, a, a great energy there so
0: thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so that is it. So thank you for our being our first male on Art Talk Tuesday, and I hope you have a good night. And I will oh, talk oh, you later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as FastPro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.